man, surrounding yourself by people that aren't afraid to tell you you don't know shit um, and then being humble enough to not throw them out the door, mm. I think is uh, like that was huge for me because um, yeah. there was I definitely had plenty of chances. I could have been like, nope, I'm, I'm CEO. Not, yeah. I'm in charge. Get the hell out. Um, yeah. And, you know, whether it was the hard work or just seeing my parents like there was something in me that, uh, you know, I felt like, yeah, I, all right, I'll take what you have to say. Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from. Where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is Trevor Cowley, as usual. Kilo G. What up, what up? Guys, today we have an individual on the podcast that, you know, is the, known as the trash man. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it, like, he takes out the trash, you know, literally and metaphorically. You know what I mean? So, whether you're talking about the mental trash in your mind or whatever it is, this individual's done a lot of cool things in business. Uh, we've got Garrett Larson on the show today. He owns Larson Waste. Um, first off, welcome and thank you for, you know, coming up here yeah. to, to be on the show. We just got done being interviewed by him for his podcast. What's the name of your podcast, by the way, so we can throw that out there real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the Trash Talk po- Podcast. Okay. Kind of tied in there, there with you the, go. the Trash, the trash Man, yeah. Trash Talk. Okay. Exactly, yeah. I think we talked a little bit of trash, um, <laughs> you know, on that, so I'm glad that we lived yeah. up to the name there. Yeah. Again, dude, that appreciate awesome. you having us on yours, and, like, now we get to put you in the hot seat and ask you some questions, yeah. get to know more about you, and I'm excited to learn about what you're doing, yeah, man. Yeah, I told you I'd have you... Uh, and ask hard questions. Have you ever done crack? Yeah. <laughs> no crack. Yeah. He said, yeah. No crack. <laughs> Let's jump right into your drug pass. Yeah. He said, you said, hey, listen, yeah, I got a first. CDL. I, yeah. I passed my drug test for okay. my CDL. All right. So, uh, who's, who's P did you get to do that? Listen, you said, yeah, listen. first. The first reply is always the right one. You know, no, I think Garrett's, uh, I think he's clean. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's doing well. He don't mess with that trash, yeah. right? That's so, right. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. First, I want to start with the upbringing. We used to do that a lot back in the day on our old podcast really getting to know, to know the individual kind of how they grew up, because I think that that determines a lot in terms sure. of how we turn out, yeah. you know, as adults. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing just real quick. Was it a, did you live high on the hog and eat out of a golden spoon or what? bro? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, just a quick, quick introduction. Like I said, it's, it's Garrett Larson. Um, and first off, I'm, I'm a guy that's going throughout the world that, uh, what I'm first and foremost committed to is living life on purpose. And, uh, and I'm committed husband, committed father, and uh, business-wise, like I'm, I'm completely committed to creating in business a life that has my family as money not being a concern of what we do in, in, mm. the, in our life. Yeah, we right, make though. decisions that 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 doesn't that's not a factor in our decision. It's yeah. what brings the most, most value, joy. most joy, what fulfills us, and uh, so that that's me and, and upbringing. Um, you know, honestly, a lot of people have, and, and I've heard your guys upbringing, um, kind of rough, you know, or, or had a lot of struggles. Honestly, I, I definitely wouldn't say I grew up in a golden, with a golden spoon in my life, but I've got no complaints with my, with my upbringing. Mm. Like 
I do. How, you got big family, little family. So, so I got two older brothers, okay. uh, a younger sister. So um, you got your ass handed to you here and there by the here, here and there. I mean, okay. my my uh, my brother now he's a green beret, but I can still kick his ass. My okay. older brother. So uh, <laughs> what's his name? We'll reach out to him to verify as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah he, uh, but yeah, no, just good family, good community. It was a small town, a poor area. Gotcha. So you know. Um, if it's a small town, poor area, you really don't even know that you're that poor because it's a small town and poor area. So everybody's living the same life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is some cool <laughs> well, shit. Well, so, and that's, that's all yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe if I was in a different area, it would have been perceived by me. Like maybe we weren't as well off as mm. I experienced it. But in our town, I mean, for, for our town, it was like, man, we, we get to go on vacations. We get to uh, get new clothes, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So in my world, it was like. Man, yeah, we're, we're you didn't get cousins hand me downs, bro. <laughs> Shit, I yeah. hated that. Oh, I, yeah. I got the I got the brother ones until I got bigger than both uh, of them, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I'm not a yeah. giant guy, so you guys are probably yeah. going, you're bigger than both your brothers, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, so pretty good upbringing. Um, but honestly, what I what I learned most, like what sticks out to me most about my upbringing, is my dad was was and is the hardest worker you'll ever meet. Mm. Um, he. Uh, Growing up, he was always starting businesses, but was never one. He never had one business. It was like four or five things going. And he it enjoyed was, chaos. Yeah, he. I, I think he did. <laughs> and he enjoyed, I mean, he enjoyed the grind. Um, one of the first things he did was he had a trucking company. Mm. He was hauling lumber um, across the country. My grandpa had a lumber mill, so he made a trucking company and would haul the lumber for him. And uh, back in that day, it wasn't like, like it is now, if anyone's familiar with trucking. Right now, you you've got a lot of limitations for how long you can go. Yeah. Um. So my dad would he would uh, I remember I'd get home from preschool lots of times, and he'd already ran four or five loads that day. I'd hop in the truck with him, drive down to Phoenix, do one. We'd get back, I'd have dinner, and he would hop back in a roll off truck because he'd start a garbage business, a mm. roll off business, and he'd run roll offs for the next four hours. Get home at midnight and uh, probably do some stuff in the books or something that I didn't even know about, and then start back up at three a.m. To, uh, I wonder how I wonder how he got ahead. I don't see any. Yeah, it's clues so crazy. And yeah, you know what's funny? Growing up no in a small town, where a lot, of, growing <laughs> up in a town where a lot of people talk, I yeah. can't tell you how many times growing up people would be like, "Oh, that Nolan Larson is in the Lucky Sperm Club." Oh. Like, uh, <laughs> and and one of the businesses he had what he, called the the hardworking sperm. Yeah. I guess he was that one. Yeah. He obviously worked hard enough to penetrate the egg. Yeah, so same as everybody else. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Everybody so, won that race. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I mean, just what comes to mind is like upbringing. Like, you know, I, I would imagine we were probably middle class. Um, we got to do some fun things, especially as I got older. I'm sure because my dad was getting his businesses bigger and and um, more. Were you steady. an athlete growing up? Did you play sports? Yeah, or? yeah. My main sport was football. Did gotcha. did that through high school and uh, got to play. Uh, w I played one semester um, in college. That was a blast. Uh, then did the the missionary thing. Um, mm. That yeah. If if you've got um, a listener base here in Utah, I'm sure a lot of people know what the Mormon missionaries are. So mm -hmm. yeah. when did that thing, uh, came back and I married my high school sweetheart right off. So I didn't uh, know they had those in Arizona, dude. I, I didn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought they Snowflake, just exclusively I, Utah. Yeah, was Snowflake kind of a little Mormon town? Like, yeah. Yeah. It, so it, it was settled by Mormons and, yeah. uh, yeah, my, uh, like my ancestors were, uh, uh, Mormon pioneers came over from Sweden and they sent them right down to, uh, down to Snowflake. So it's kind of like, you know, 
home base there. Yeah, they had a pretty good system coming across, didn't they, man? Like, man. You're that, there you're going there. <laughs> I think I've said the F word way too much around uh, this guy. Uh, but he's Tra- heard, he's, Trust me, you haven't said as much as my business. wife does around okay. me. <laughs> so. He's in the trash business. He's heard all sorts of trash come out of people's yeah. mouths. So. Yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, without getting too long-winded, yeah, just good upbringing. Good. Like, definitely wasn't. I, I wasn't golden spoon, but like what I would say was golden spoon is my example of my dad, yeah, yeah, my yeah. uncles, like hardest Just workers. Being around hard work. Yeah. yeah. Like going yeah, to work, working a 12 hour day was like nothing. That was yeah. a normal day. That yeah, was you an just did it. Thing. Yeah. That's yeah. Just what you and do. it was like, yeah, yeah, man, go to work and you work your yeah. face off and that's what you do. So, yeah. uh, um, yeah. The problem is, is most people don't focus on what needs to be done. They focus on what time it is. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's five. It's time to go. Yeah. Is the work done? Yeah. Is is everything done? (laughs) Where the hell are you going? It's like you got some shit to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? The bag of chips and the couch can wait. You know, you can Netflix and chill like at nine (laughs) or 10 or whatever. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, again, and I alluded to this on your podcast. I just really don't think that, I think people are trying to do the minimum um, and getting the maximum. They give themselves credit for showing up the 40 hours a week or whatever it is, just like every other person, but yet they're expecting a different result than every other person receives. When you're putting out the same type of effort as they are, you're going to receive the same type of result as they receive. Your dad didn't do what everybody else was doing. He put his head down and he grinded. And guess what? It takes a decade or so to just grind, 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 grind in order to set yourself up for a better life. It just is what it is. There is an exchange. There is a sacrifice period. Will you be bored? Will you not hang out with the homies? Will you not have late nights? Well, yeah, you'll have late nights, but at the office or at work, not not those type of late nights. There's a lot of sacrifices that need to be made. And I just don't think people are exchanging the right sacrifices in order to try to get the result that they want, right? They want all the good shit. They want to hang out with the homies. They want to have the drinks. They want to, you know, have the weekends. They want to, they want to do what everybody else is doing. That's having fun but they also want to do the things that entrepreneurs are doing that make a bunch of money. And those two things usually don't go hand in yeah. hand, especially immediately when you're starting out because the workload is so, so, so great initially for the first three to five years before you can even have the thought. I don't even think I took a one vacation in the first like four or five years when I partnered with Kel because it was just like, and even with my wife, I, when she would call work, I, don't call me at work. Yeah. I'm at work. Yeah, you know, you're, I, I, you're, you're a good man. So that probably wasn't you. Well, Kel's a good man. Kel Goodman. It's my name. Yeah, yeah. It's his name. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no. Well, me so. and my wife have that conversation all yeah. the time because, uh, like, you know, lots of nights when I came on, because it's, it, there's ebb and flows with business too, whether it's brand new or whether you're scaling up, whatever it might be happening. So, you know, my dad had done a ton of work to get us to a certain point. Um, and then over the past five years, what I've been able to do is 4X what, what we were and, Obviously, that's had the had the late nights, and that that takes to get to the next step. And uh, every level requires that same similar sacrifice that you that you put in in yeah. the initial phases. Right? Yeah, if if you're looking to uh, yeah grow grow ten percent in your business, yeah, you can probably kind of sit back and maybe. not not do yeah. much. Yeah. But if you're looking to do something worthwhile, yeah, it's gonna it take that same same effort. And one thing that I that that's been really present for me is because you said that with your wife and like. Hey, don't call me. I'm working. Like, let me, like, I can't tell you how many times my wife at nine o'clock brought the, brought dinner over out to the office. Mm. I was like, yeah, here, here you go. Like, yeah, wish you could have been there at dinner, yada, yada. And, uh, what, what's been really present to me is how important having the right spouse is if you're going to mm. go into this game. Oh, because yeah. if you've got a spouse that's 
going to make you feel bad. Yeah, she's going to make you feel bad about chasing the dream and building a better life. Um, Like, it's it's the wrong setup. It's not going to go well because it takes so much. I just didn't know how to go from aggressive entrepreneur to husband. Yeah. In one second by saying hello. Like it was, it was all in, like this was the opportunity to create change for our family. When you grow up really poor and there's that opportunity right there, you didn't want to like fuck it up. Yeah. Right. You're, you you're out there hunting, to, being like, a lion. Like, yeah. It's like, Hey, I can't be a teddy bear right yeah, now. Well, you wonder why I'm getting snappy as shit. Like, yeah. like not right now, you know, and I actually feel bad about doing that. I probably should have, uh, maybe, um, articulated why a, Maybe little, a little bit, bit more work up front um, or something. You know, or what yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I believe me, I've grown a lot. <laughs> it's like the old saying, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That was me back in yeah. the day. Right. Like just deal with it. But I'm not saying that's the right way to go about it, but you do have to set boundaries in all aspects of your life in order to get the results that you say that you want. Right. Yeah. So something before we move on that, cause I'm super curious if you guys have had had to work through something like this or um or if i'm way off kilter but this this aspect of hard work it, was it could so, be both just so could that be. you know <laughs> yeah could be way off kilter, i'm off kilter exact, you yeah. guys are as well yeah huh? yeah, yeah, yeah we all we all could be off kilter but both think that we're right <laughs> yeah you know so, so the uh this this hard work aspect what it takes to get to where you want to go i have definitely found myself at times in my career as it's moved along there was just a shit ton of work that needs to get done so I went in, put my head down, grinded, getting it done. Mm-hmm. And I found at times, though, I, I work hard for the sake of working hard. Mm-hmm. The movement is what I'm doing. I'm wanting that high of just getting stuff done. But when I pick my head up and look around, I realize I'm just, I'm in mud spinning my wheels. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best thing to do is step back and go, all right, what's the most impactful thing I can do instead of just, Grind, instead grind, of, grind, work, work, work. addressing what comes to you that day yeah. versus you dictating the day and saying, this is what needs to be done today because there's always going to be fires to put out, right? There's yeah. always going to be mm-hmm. issues and those issues will be there. But what are you doing also to move the needle outside of just putting out fires? Yeah. Right? If, if you're always working in your business because you're in the grind and never working on your business, like I found a huge impact on my business when I, when I finally did that. When I first came on, it took um, understanding business better. Yeah. It took doing every portion of my business, running a garbage route, being the guy that's in the trash, loading the trailer, pulling it, taking that trailer to the landfill, running every single aspect, getting my hands on it to really understand it. And it was just, you know, it was a grind. Yeah. But then now I realize if I'm, if I'm out running a route, I can hire guys that can run routes. Right. Right. And, and they get paid $20 an hour to run a route. Yeah. My time's worth way more than that because I'm the only person in my business that can Look out into the, the future and say, work on it. Yeah. How, how are we going to grow by yeah. 50% this Every, year? Everybody can work in your business, but not everybody can work on yeah. your business. Yeah. So I just point that out because I think, I think the, uh, some people call it hustle porn can get oversold to some people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Hey, so when you've done that work, you've got to then find a point to step back and be like, okay, what's yeah. the next step? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now CEO right? and I'm going to go be a CEO. I'm not going to be whatever it is, whether you, you know, own a, own a toilet cleaning business or yeah, yeah. whatever the stay, hell it is. Stay in the trenches. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just part of the growth cycle though, man. You know what I mean? Like every business owner, if you talk to, it goes through that where they're just yeah. like, man, I was just grinding, 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 grinding. But that brought your business to a certain point. What happened is then when you start 
surrounding yourself with other people and you start seeking out mentorship, you start learning like, Oh shit, to scale. I can't just work hard and it's just going to happen one yeah. day. Like yep. I actually have to step back and actually strategize. I can't just be the tactical, tactical entrepreneur. Like I've got to be strategic yeah. too. Right. Well, and so you outgrow the guy in the trenches the whole time because you realize, Oh man, I can bring everybody's life up I, with me. If I start actually putting a plan in place and you're the only grinding. one that can do that as, yeah. as as the business if it's your owner, baby, it's your baby, leader. man. Yeah. yeah, it's your business. Well, there may be somebody that makes $15 an hour and you're taking their $20 an hour job running that route. Yep. They have the ability to grow and expand their life by taking on that job. But if you're sitting in that role, you're not creating that opportunity for other people. Yeah. The idea is to grow yourself out of whatever the role is that you're currently playing in your business. And whether that's at the very, very top, cool. What are you doing to potentially replace yourself there? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that you could, what, what's the next version of you or the next challenge? Unless well, you're, unless the goal is a billion dollar company or something like that, or whatever it is, then I could see like an Elon Musk or a Jeff yeah. Bezos staying at the helm because they're talking about billions and billions yeah, where's, of dollars. Where's the top of it? Yeah, yeah exactly. What's the next step? Well, it's kind of like what you guys said with you guys have six different businesses that you've got going around, everything mm -hmm. might even be more than that. Where if you're in the trenches and that and you never pull yourself out of that, you yep. never get to even see those opportunities. Mm -hmm. You're stuck in that. Like, yeah. And you guys run a mastermind. If you're too busy in your business that you can't pull away and do do a mastermind to go raise raise the whole tide for your whole business, like you got something broken in your business and you need to address that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about you know having our mastermind be on Thursday and Friday, and we there was concerns initially brought up about it, right? Like. Well, what do they? What if they can't be out of their business for to, like two days, Thursday and Friday? And I said, well, then that's the fucking problem. Yeah, then they need so to get out of their to, business. Then they need to be there, and they yeah. need to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. So maybe that's the lesson then, mm -hmm. right? Like, what are what, what are you doing that's shackling you that hard to the business where you can't even be gone for two fucking days? Yeah. You're not doing it right then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like start appointing somebody else in charge while you're gone and see how they operate. Right? And 90% of the time it's an ego issue. I mean, you talked about it earlier. It's, hey, it's got to be my way. I'm the only one that can do this. I'm yeah. the best. And when you can let go of that as a leader and be like, all right, I trust this guy. I'm really going to trust him. Yeah. I'm not going to trust him like, hey, I'm watching right over his shoulder. Like, sure, put in some guardrails, but... uh well, that's one of the hardest things to do in business, man, because um, you outgrow this grind mode, right? Which I'm very grateful for those days. Like yeah. it got me to a certain point, but then you start bringing people in, you have like the imposter syndrome. And so what do you do? You hire for where you're at instead of hire for where you're going. And mm. so dude, we haven't even started doing that until recently where we're like, we're trying to hire people better than us to take it to the next level, right? Like you want to become a billion dollar company. It's like, yeah, you got to hire people that have actually been there. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. that's intimidating, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so that's just something that people should really think about home. when they're trying to come out of that grind mode. It's like, man, it is intimidating, you know? Cause you're like, why would this guy come work for me? Well, dude, you got to try, man. You got to, you got to put yourself out there and you got to actually try and make that deal happen because that's the way that you're going to get to that next level is by getting people there in your company that have been at that level before. Yeah. And so hire for where, not where you are, but where you want to go. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Love that. What would you say is, was one of the more difficult times in business where it was just really beating you down mentally and you know, how did you handle it or how did you address it? Yeah. Um, because we've all had moments where it was just like, fuck. Yeah. You know, like maybe I should be the guy driving at 20 bucks an hour. It'd be a lot easier <laughs> yeah. than doing all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. You what, know? what comes to mind is, uh, Really, the, the struggle that was there, um, and I don't know how much I recognized or didn't recognize it at the time, but looking back, I can see the struggle was 
lack of an actual structure of a leadership team in the company. I'd say at that point, we were probably sitting at probably around like 30 employees, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Um, we had a handful of managers, but it was kind of shotgun. Everyone kind of just help out with everything. And uh, what what I realized is we had a lot of revenue coming in. That was looking good. But what was happening is we were just always stressed about money and everything felt like it was always on fire in a mess. <laughs> and so, you know, you could step back and go, wow, what a, what a good business. They're doing X million dollars a year. Like, yeah. wow. But internally it was like, why can't, like a customer call and the cart gets out there on the day that we say it's going to get out there and it yeah. gets picked up on that day. And why do we have this big number up here? But, and we even got a good number down here, but for some reason it's a stress to pay our payroll yeah. and it's a stress to get the equipment we need. And like, mm. we always feel like we're broke. And so um, now I could sit through someone tell me that I'm like, all right, I know exactly what problems problems are going on there. Let's talk, let's pull out your books and we're going to find all these. But um, I, I was probably 24 at that time. How old um, are you now? I'm, what am I, 29, 30, okay. 29. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it, it don't matter. When you're sending it. You're not dude, supposed to forget until your 40s, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was 24, and uh, everyone else in the business at least doubled my age in, yeah. in the leadership thing. So I was super intimidated about that. Yeah. Um, you know, they, I, I had the respect of the title, but I hadn't yet earned the respect of like, okay, this guy, he's, he's really here to lead us. He's dedicated to the company. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. I remember one thing I was doing, I didn't know what to do, had, had no idea what to do, but I know I wanted to, wanted to work hard. Just knew I like wanted to give everything I could. I just didn't know what direction to go in it. And so I'd show up in my office. I'd make sure I was there before anyone else. I'd shut my door and I'd make sure I didn't leave until everyone else was gone. Yeah. And a lot of that time was me sitting at my desk wondering what the hell I was going to do, what I need to do to f- solve these problems. I had no idea, but I was like, I just have to have to show people that I'm here. I'm here longer than anyone else. And I'm going to put in the work. And that was maybe a couple, couple days of that. And then I went back to what I know, and that was sales. So I just started picking up the phone, and I'd call to get customers. Mm. And, and I would really encourage people to do that, like, now stepping back, like I wouldn't be like, yeah, go make more sales calls. But the the uh, the action that was taken, it just led into more things. And so yeah. I was like, all right, I'm landing some clients. Like, this is feeling good. Okay, I'm getting my feet underneath me. Okay, they're seeing that like I actually bring value to the business. Okay, now I can see something that needs to get done. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run this meeting and I'm gonna reorganize how our company's structured. Yeah, and like go there and step by step. It, it went and it all started from just taking action. Yeah. Even even though the action that was taken had nothing to do with what had really had to be done, if I just waited and waited and waited till I knew what had to be done over here, mm. nothing will have ever been done. The only time I can ever really, really figure things out is if I sit down alone with a pen and paper and I start like writing shit down mm-hmm. and just let it kind of go. And then I start, then I start seeing the pieces of the puzzle on paper. Yeah. Like I have to do it visually. Right. And then, and then I'm like, okay, well then this department, then, then this happens and then this, and that's literally, I can't do it any other way. Yeah. You know? So I think some people are sitting there stuck in their head, thinking, thinking, think like how, 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 how lock yourself in an office with a pen yeah. and a paper and literally just kind of write it down, start just going, just start with something, name all the employees, 
in your business. Name all the departments in your business and and what's the biggest issue, and then start masterminding yep. with yourself. I've, on, I've got notebooks yeah. of just yeah. like Go, madness. You can look at my, my yeah. yeah, dude. You can look at there. It's all all my notebooks look like this with just notes and scribbles and yeah. circles and <laughs> you know. I mean, maybe in a hundred years they're gonna be like, dude, can somebody tr like transcribe this shit? <laughs> what, yeah. the? And so what is the meaning of this? Like you know, like on the rock pledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. My shit will be like a pet. Like this makes scribbles. Oh, it must have been. I don't, you know, like windy. Such that day. Or waves. There were waves. Lots so much waves back in the What's day. it mean? Did he scratch yeah, it off? Yeah. Did he kill that person? Yeah, like, it looks like an arrow went into, you know, see? Arrow from here to here to circle, check marks. Like, something was happening that was really profound. No, yeah. it was an idiot trying to figure out one fucking problem. Didn't know what the hell to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which reminds me, and, and this is going to sound so simple, but one of the most impactful things a mentor has ever told me, and it, it's silly how simple it is. Um, he was describing when he got into business and how I was taking on jobs that he didn't know how to handle. He was metal manu uh, fabricator. Yeah. And he said he was building a window grate and he wasn't quite sure how to make it fit and make it work. But he said, if you just interact with something long enough and you look at it, you play with it and you interact with it, you can figure anything out. Mm, yeah. And as simple as that is like that changed me and how I hold myself. Mm. Um, we talked earlier about, about like challenges and things that are coming. Like for me, I walk, I walk around like knowing I can handle anything because given enough time, yeah, interacting with something, messing with it, looking at it, stepping back, looking at it again, I can figure anything out. Yeah. And when you have that realization, it's like, all right, whatever I can go into any business. I can, I can uh, take on any challenge. It doesn't matter. Eventually it'll be figured out. Plus all the mold dogs probably beat you up pretty good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've been curious though, how that was just trying to lead all them yeah. in twice your age, like some of the challenges that you face there. So interesting you know? dynamic too. Did you um, have to let a bunch of them go too, because they're just shit heads towards you or did everything turn out? No, mo most of it turned out. We let one guy go. Um, and, uh, one of the leaders guys there. Um, but it is an interesting dynamic because the other part of, of the trash business is you'll find you've got a lot of, people in your business that um, haven't had the smoothest life. Mm. Most of mm. them have spent some time in prison, yeah. most of them. And so there's a whole different aspect to that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, like luckily, yeah, they, they did beat me up quite a bit um, <laughs> there for, there for a while. Um, so my F words. Yeah. You've heard them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Trust <laughs> me. My, my, my uh, ears are just fine. Yeah. And uh, you know, honestly uh, your podcast, I'd feel more comfortable. I just know my mom listens to my podcast occasionally. No, no, you're, you're fine. Oh, you swore in your own podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. You said shit or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was going to say your, oh, your F words your don't bother me. My, my wife swears like a sailor. Um, I, you know, Let I'm around. You if you grew but, up Mormon, did you literally ever have to bite on a bar of soap when you said like "shut up"? You and better believe like, it. Fucking a, <laughs> you I'm, better believe like, it. Now I get to say whatever I want, and there's no soapy <laughs> yeah. taste in yeah. my mouth. Yeah, dude. see, it kind of goes that way a little teeth. bit for me. Yeah, it gets <laughs> like it, go, it goes that way with my dad, and it's funny because I'd never heard my dad say a swear word my whole yeah. life. Now that I'm adult and when he's around me, I, he he swears yeah. all the time now, and yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. But my mom, it's still just like. Ooh, don't say the bad words around my mom. Like you don't, <laughs> oh, I don't you don't, don't want to, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really, I curse a lot just in general, 
But around my mom, I, I, I pull back yep. quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I'll say shit, damn, whatever, but she'll definitely give me a smack. and be like, Trevor, <laughs> yeah. I taught you better than that. And I'm like, sorry, I was raised in the streets, Ma. You were trying to raise <laughs> yeah. seven fucking kids at one time, dude. The ghetto got to me. Dude. Well, well yeah. I, I mentioned my brother, too, that's Green Brain. You can imagine, you know, their language yeah. is very colorful. Yeah. It's the same way around my mom. He, you know, he... He cleans it up, but man, they, they fly off sometimes, and he gets the gets oh, the backhand yeah, from you get my a mom. Smacky, and, no, yeah, the, yeah. Um, and then when I really grew up and decided to stop going at thirteen and smoking weed and drinking beer, I think my mom was like, hmm, "All that soap didn't work. <laughs> the the yeah. soap didn't matter. Well, you yeah. wash all your body and your inside, like you're screwing yeah. your whole life up. Yeah, you know, most of our parenting doesn't work. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> We're all guessing our way through. Just keeping them alive. Cross your fingers. Yeah, that's right. Just, yeah. Spank them every once in a while and make and them read. I don't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but kind of just to wrap it up yeah. with that, like man surrounding yourself by people that aren't afraid to tell you you don't know shit um and then being humble enough to not throw them out the door mm. i think is uh like that was huge for me um because yeah. there was i definitely had plenty of chances i could have been like nope i'm, I'm ceo yeah. i'm in charge get the hell out um yeah. and you know whether it was the hard work or just seeing my parents like there was something in me that uh you know i felt like yeah i all right, I'll take what you have to say. Yeah, well, and, egos uh, are capped out at what they know. Somebody that's open-minded, there's endless opportunity to know more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it looks like that you just were a sponge, whether it was around your father, whether it was around individuals that worked for you, whether, I mean, hell, you have your own podcast, so obviously you're still challenging yourself to this day and looking for ways to continue to improve. Yeah. And you're just open-minded to, to be shitty at something at first and learn from those around you, and that's a – that's a super important trait to become great at life yeah. just in general. Well, it's, it's boring if you're perfect at everything you do. Yeah. Like life is going to be real boring if you're only staying in the lanes where everything's freaking easy. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Well, you, you talked a little earlier about a supportive wife and, and ha or spouse just yeah. in general. Um, it was like that just from day one. She's just like, sure, go ahead, do whatever. I got the house held down or were there, you know, some back and forth because I, I'll flat out say that it wasn't like that for me in the beginning stages. She's a lot different now um, because there's a track record. There's data that says, okay, all of this sacrifice is worth it, right? Versus, you know, I, I hadn't done anything up to that point to show her that, uh, you know, I was a man of integrity or in character. Uh, and that, uh, I mean, let's just say I wasn't making a lot of good decisions. I was drinking a lot, you know, things like mm -hmm. that. And so, Maybe that was part of her lack of confidence in me just in general. And and to give her credit, she was deserving to to, to think that way. Yeah. Right. And so we had our battles and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm gonna start investing with Kel into businesses. And it was like, okay, cool, you have a hundred percent. It was battles. We yeah. battled back and forth. Um and so having a supportive spouse, I think, is 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 really, really important in terms of the long term. But I think that individuals need to understand that it might not happen at day one because my relationship with my spouse, you know, 12, 13 years later looks a lot different than, you know, year two, three or four in terms of the support. Right. But that she was also raised a little bit differently. Go to school, you get a good job yeah. and you work for 40 years and you retire. Mm -hmm. So and maybe you're home was, at five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so maybe she had some bias about how she was raised or, yeah. you know, some some other things. But obviously it's come full circle at this point. And so I want to kind of get your take on, you know, the relationship that you have with your wife and, you know, how that looked from the beginning stages or if it became more supportive as time went on. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, some something I believe is uh, you don't you don't find a supportive spouse, you create mm. a su- supportive spouse. I like that. Yeah. Um, and and that's all about how you show up for her, mm. and uh, and then giving her an example of how she can show up for you. And but definitely to start off, man, it was it was messy, mm. and it was like. Uh, not not communicating um me expecting her to just yeah handle the, the handle the house and yeah. i go to work that's how i Deal was raised it. i'm doing my yeah. part you and my dad yours. works yeah. for forever my mom yeah. never gave him shit and yeah. she just handled the house and it was exactly she grew up in a house where her dad went he's still working at the same company they started right right out of high school he climbed up has right. been climbing up the corporate ladder but yeah 5 p.m comes and it's time to go home and that's how it goes. And so, you know, there was a lot of tension, I would say, in the first two to three years there. Because um, in my worldview, it was like, no, this is what a man does. I'm out here till 9 o'clock. Like, I'm out here till 9 o'clock. Deal with it. Yeah. What, you don't want us to be successful. And no concern of how I'm occurring for yeah, her yeah, as a yeah. husband. Like, yeah. and, and I was really bad at, like, uh, you know, I wanted to just show up and be like, oh, yeah, look, I, I got a bunch of money. We made a bunch of money. You just wanted to only be the massive provider. Yeah, yeah. And you were lacking in other areas. Exactly. And, uh, man, like you guys have talked about a mastermind a little bit. That There was a, a life-changing um, one that I went to that just flipped how I viewed the world. I mean, it was one of those ring the bells and bells can't be unrung yeah. um, where it didn't change too much what I did. You know, the uh, epistemological side of things, the how-tos, like, I had really worked hard on that. But taking into account how I how I was occurring to others, that had just never entered my mind. Well, if you're working all day and you show up tired and you have nothing to give at home and no love, no care, no nothing for them uh, or, or the children, don't you think that they're going to grow resentments towards the thing that creates an individual that's just exhausted all the time. And then you're giving everything to something else and nothing at home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's, it's, and it's a, it's a funny question and it's like a question I'm sure you guys get all the time is how do you do the work-life balance? And it's framed like this is a, it's like, it's a time thing that's got to be balanced and scheduled and that's what does it. And when I realized, Hey, this isn't a time thing. This is a intent. impact an intent. Yeah. You like, have intent to be a, there yeah how can i show up for 10 10 minutes a day with my kid right before bed and show up in a way that he feels totally loved supported and connected to his dad rather than hey if i showed up at five and we're together for three hours each night but i'm on my phone i'm trying to watch my show i throw an ipad in front of him and so yeah you're there but you're not there yeah yeah, but so, you feel good because you're there. Yeah, for outside looking in, yeah. I can say, yeah, I'm a good dad. I spend three hours a night with my kids. And so going through that process, like it was dirty, it was messy. There was a lot of fights. There was a lot mm. of arguments. Um, That's This is why I wanted to dig this one up. Yeah. I love that. And and I think have, the, have those arguments too because you're not going to get to the good stuff just holding those in. Like I think that's why a lot of people end up just, just divorced, like boom, right away. Or not right away, but like almost seems out of nowhere because mm-hmm. they don't have those conversations. So as messy and as tough as those fights were, yeah, like that's you what through a lot. Yeah, well, and that's what led like, oh, there's there's something here that ought to be addressed. Like mm. even if I couldn't articulate it, like what I'm committed to was still there underneath me. Like, but sometimes the arguments are so exhausting that you would rather just show up in a real way 
then have those battles. Those battles are more exhausting than showing up as, as the man that you show up today. Yeah. Yeah. You actually get more energy showing up in the right way to where it serves you in other areas of your life. Yeah. The conversation that I had with her, uh, prior to, you know, putting money in. And I said, I just don't think that you understand what it feels like to be a man and have to have the pressure to be the provider. That's something that's on my shoulders. Um, so I have to do what I think is best as the provider and take this money and put it here. Obviously the trucking company, the first thing we did wasn't the best idea. <laughs> so she was right there on yeah. the first one, you know, and so I had to talk her into the second one. But uh, I think it's important for people because you said it's important to have a supportive spouse. But I think it's important to understand you have to, like you said, create a supportive spouse by you showing up as a great spouse yourself. Because even if you go broke, you know, trying to start a business, if you're showing up supportive and they uh, have the confidence that, and they feel safe and secure around you, it doesn't matter if you're rich or you're broke. They, they just want to be there with you and they want to support your dreams yeah. at the highest level. But what are you doing to show up for them so that that's what they want to do for you? Whether you have money, you don't have money, whether you yep. work late or you don't work late, they just know your intent and who you are as an individual and that you're trying to make deposits in the areas that you say that were important, but yet your actions are over here only on the business and you come home tired. I was guilty of that for many, many years. Yeah. It took me a long time before I really showed up in other areas of my life. Well, well, my experience has been is if, if you're sitting there and you're going, she doesn't understand what it's like to have the, this weight on my shoulder to support my, support the family. It's all on me. I've got to do this. It's tough. She doesn't understand that weight. The conversation to have isn't, hey, you're not understanding this and I want you to understand this. The conversation to have is, hey, I don't think I'm understanding what it's like to be you over there mm -hmm. that's dependent on someone and whatever might be over there in her world. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not feeling hurt from her, it's because she's not hurt. Because if she's hurt, she has nothing left over there except for her to be curious of how it is for you. Yeah. And so as a leader, and this can be with your wife or with a team member or anything, as a leader, if you take the initiative to go be with them in a way where they're totally heard, they, they've got nothing more, and they're like, I'm understood. He understands what it's like to they be just me as be much as want to be seen, heard, and appreciated. Yeah. There's nothing left for them to do after that except for to go be with you. Mm. And when you reach that point, then it's like it's like seamless. It's like... Great. I'll leave all this tough stuff that is for me. I'll leave that behind and just go be with you over there. Yeah. And you'll get that in return. But I think what happens most of the time is two people are going, you don't understand me. You don't understand me. Let's talk at each other. And, oh, yeah, that must be really tough. But you have no idea what it's like to two be worried about. Two people trying to prove their point rather mm -hmm. than see the other point of view. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah. the, the old saying is it takes two. Like, that's completely wrong. It takes one. It takes one leader to change anything. Mm -hmm. and if that one leader steps in and says, all right, yeah, I can put my stuff aside for a while. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's okay, and I'll hear you. Um, and then you'll get exactly what you're looking for. And I think, for me, that's why my experience has been you create a supportive spouse in that way. Through your actions. Yeah, you don't, you don't find one. Um, Most people expect a supportive wife. They don't create it. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Uh, Expectation turns into lack of appreciation and then turns into resentment. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, and if, and if you think you're too nice or too good to resent your wife, like, no, you, if, if you just got married and like, oh yeah, we'll never be that. Trust me. You can resent your wife. Right. And, right. uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, look out <laughs> or, for that. Or pay, place blame, right? I'm mm -hmm. over here working so hard and you're not supportive, right? That's yeah. resentment, right? You have any other questions, Kel? I know Kel's got a flight out here. No, <laughs> He's man, I don't got any questions. Yeah, no. I was just. Yeah. 
enjoying the yeah, the, no, the, was, the marriage no. talk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, though, dude, I want to know a little bit about why you're going down the road that you're going down, right? Like, you you, you know, you talked a little bit about what your business is, mm-hmm. but why get on your own podcast? Why come be on our podcast? Why are you trying to put it out in the world? Are you trying to expand across the nation? Or, like, what are your goals on Personal where you're wanting brand. to go? That's a great sure. question. Yeah, love it. So I'll, th- a lot of different factors there. So I'll start one thing that I just felt was totally lacking on the business, and after we kind of got our feet underneath us there, it was then like, all right, let's grow this thing. Yeah. Let's let's uh, really make this worthwhile. My dad's giving me this opportunity by building it up to here. Now, what am I going to do with this? Right. Am I going to sit there or am I going to make this make this big? And so, uh, you know, marketing is something you will never before us. You've never seen that from a trash company. Yeah. No one markets a trash company. I was like, there's no reason not to. Yeah. Uh, marketing works. Sales work. Um, people like to make excuses that it doesn't. And so let's do that. So that's how Gareth the Trash Man was born. Yeah. Um, to uh, be, uh, be a guy that uh, marketed his business and turned the, turned the boring, mundane into something sexy. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I, I looked at Stance Socks and that was kind of my model. No one had ever taken socks and made socks cool. And they create a whole nother industry and had a lot of copycats right after that. I thought there's right. no reason we can't do this with yeah. trash. I yeah. love it. I love the trucks. I love the hard work. I love the grit about it. I love that it's so needed. Like there's all this good. All right, let's start marketing it. Let's build a marketing team around it. Let's build a strategy around it. Let's do an Instagram. Let's do a YouTube. Let's do all this stuff. And so uh, that's how it all kind of got started. Yeah. And what I loved about it, I've had to date four four different um, four different guys that have launched a trash company off of either our YouTube, Instagram, or podcast, listening to us, oh, cool. interested, and then went and started a trash company. Okay. Um, so you're like, oh, there's something there. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really enjoy it. And so... Yeah, but I, you coach people on how to do it? Yeah, uh, in a non-formal uh, um, way. Mm. So, you know, they reach out, and I'm like, hey, yeah, happy to help. Like, give me a call, this, that, and the other. And that's what I realized. Like, man, I really love this coaching idea this being healthy, of service yeah. being with people what i really love is being with people and uh uh constraint i really felt with my business is um it's it's really kind of tied to an area yeah um we've opened new areas since mm. i've been in the business and it's a big big process you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in trucks containers and i mean i i love the business but it's a uh, it's a it's a train getting started when you get going. When it's yeah. going, it's awesome because it's cooking along and you can really freaking move some stuff with it. But each start is getting a train going that takes a long time, chugga chugga. And I I realized, hey, I've got knowledge that can move across the country and it can move across the country fast. Cool. And I've got it in an industry that um, is really unheard of. And like like a lot of people are like shocked when I tell them, yeah, I run a trash company. They're like, I thought the city just did that or the state or I, I didn't yeah. really know. Yeah. And uh, so I've realized there's some value I can bring to that. So I've enjoyed bringing the value and, and I've got some things in the work of what's next and building an audience and helping other people. I found there's no downside to it yeah. and there's only upside. So that's, that's Love what's it. brought the podcast. Why spend time on Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff to build the brand um, because some of the things I've got coming up. Yeah. Um, what motivated you to do that? Like, where did you get that idea? Like, just out of nowhere, just hit you and just said, I need to hire a videographer and just start creating a personal brand and start, you know, like, 
or was it just, I mean, yeah, content that you were listening to and you're like, dude, yeah, I could, I could do this. I mean, I've, it's probably been a, a mixture and I couldn't nail down to something, mm. something exactly. Um, you know, I could definitely say Gary V has had an influence on me. Like I'm mm. sure you guys have heard of him and, um, I'm, Who is I'm, it? Gary Vaynerchuk, oh, uh, you, you yeah. know, you're, you're dicking with me, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I came across one of his books and listened yeah. to that and it was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I had a buddy that, uh, had a, uh, had a, had a cool, uh, in speaker helmet company that, uh, he did a lot of marketing for. And, and so just discussions with him and it was kind of just an overtime thing that started to get formed and, uh, then just dove into it and mm. you know we've talked a little bit about doing things that you suck at at first like i go back seeing first instagram posts first podcasts, oh, yeah. things like oh, that yeah. and it's like yeah. woof yeah. Um, and i'm sure two years from now i'm gonna no look back at what i do now I yeah. No followers <laughs> yeah. No yeah no wonder it wasn't <laughs> growing yeah. Golly. so yep. just bigger bigger dreams man yeah. like yeah. you just started realizing no this could be bigger Right? Yeah, and, like, and like, who knows? Could be franchising, could be helping other companies in my niche. Like, there's a lot of riches in the niches, like we talked about yeah. with Shane. It's like you dial in, you could be the man of that entire industry uh, that that really has a ginormous amount of influence that could increase, you know, your wealth and a bunch of people's around you. So that's really cool yeah. that that you just and a, got and to that point. Attention and rubbing shoulders with guy like having a podcast is a great excuse to DM you guys and be like, "Yo, let's do a podcast." Right. Um, it brings a level of value to each of us and it makes it, you know, something gives me a reason to be rubbing shoulders with, yeah. uh, um, high level. We would have done it regardless, but there's many people who, who that is a massive way in the front yeah. door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you right. don't have a certain following, um, I mean, attention mm -hmm. is money. Well, I mean, just in general, right. Hey, I want to pick your brain that, whatever. No, Hey, I've got a podcast. I'd love to interview. I really yeah. respect and love everything that you've done in business. Now it's a compliment and you want to put them on. Exactly. You're giving them something before you ask of anything, yeah. right? Like right. I want to, I want to highlight you, <laughs> you know, I'm not asking you for shit. Yeah. There's a lot of power in that initially. And no, then you I have those so. conversations and you get to know each other and then who knows what happens after that, right? Yeah, exactly. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, they have questions about what you do or want to thank you for being on the show and sharing, you know, especially the spouse part, because I know that that's a big issue in entrepreneurship. How would they find you and connect with you? Yeah. Um, Garrett, the trash, what trash man, G A R E T T one R two T's. I know that's a little bit weird. Um, really across any platform, um, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you send me something on TikTok, I'm not gonna, not gonna look at it, but, uh, <laughs> that's um, his next challenge. That's what he's saying. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know it's too many fucking platforms. Gosh, to yeah. I'm like, fucking, the next They're all one, huge. Like, too. Oh, yeah. like, they're all big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can choose. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the podcast is uh trash talk podcast and, uh, we just, we love having conversations like this and getting into wherever we go with conversations. So, uh, then, yeah, I mean, we there. were just on it, so I don't know when that, what episode that is, or when it's going to drop. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a banger. I thought it was a banger. I mean, not not to be biased, but <laughs> I it was solid as shit. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but for real, dude, we appreciate you coming up. For real, like both uh, of you, you know, um, taking time out of your day to connect with us, to have you on your show, for you guys to be to be here and and on our show. Guys, make sure that you reach out to this man. He's a good dude. Obviously, you could tell that after listening to him for whatever it's been, 45 minutes or so. Um, guys, take this shit and apply it. Find mm. something in this podcast and apply it. Tweak, change, adjust something. Lock yourself in an office if you got a problem. We all got problems. Start mapping that shit. Take 
that one simple action just move in the direction of starting to solve and then the you know the 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 how you solve it will become clear later but just start taking action in the right direction make sure you share the show with somebody that you love and care about i know this one would definitely bring value to any ears that that uh, that listen to it so other than that guys take care kick ass and have a good week